welcome to Wallabies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar, the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar, the Barbarian. Or are you Logar, the Librarian? Logar, the Librarian. I am in my library of game books. I got a lot of books. We have a lot of books? I have a lot of books. A lot of game books and a lot of other kinds of books, too. I just got books. <laughs> right. So we have game books. We have game zines. We have game modules. I mean, there's a lot of formats for games out there today, right? For tabletop role-playing games, to be specific. Yeah, so like when I was growing up, getting into role-playing games, most of the books that we would pick up were pretty hefty tomes. There'd be a lot of rules you'd have to read through, and we'd spend a while reading them to get the handle of the game. And that's still the the case to this day. For sure. I I got this cool double box set for Numenera on my shelf that I've never ran, but there's got to be at least between the two books, 600 plus pages of rules for the stinking thing to run it, right? Yeah, and that's a lot of things to read through if it's a new rule set versus like an OSR-based rule set, which we're relatively familiar with, right? Yeah, so like if I'm familiar and I know the rule set, like growing up, I played a lot of Palladium. So every time I picked up a Palladium game or a Palladium book, I already knew the basic rules. I was just finding these new things to use with it. I have found that starting up a new game by reading 600 pages is not a thing I have a lot of time to do over and over and over again. (laughs) Uh, I would agree with you. I mean, not that we don't appreciate, you know, thick books with a lot of material and source material. Love the crap. Yeah, it just we don't have as much time nowadays to learn a new rule set and all the nuances and stuff. So we prefer to strip down, you know, either OSR based ones because that's what we grew up with or strip down. Like NSR type new school yeah. style. I, I so like that the format of like having 30 a full game fitting in 36 to 64 pages or less with all these rules light type games makes it easier for me to be able to approach the game and say, okay, I want to run this. Like mothership. It's small enough that I could read the book in one sitting and have yep. my head wrapped around the system pretty quick. <laughs> and you know, well, mothership is putting out a larger box set this fall i think it is when the kickstarter is coming out for i guess they're calling that the first edition so there will be more source material i think but i think the game itself from a mechanics and rule standpoint should still be very similar i think they are making updates for the one first edition not the zero edition they're calling it right Um, but here's the thing like looking through the traveler box it's got the original traveler box had three little zines and all the rules were in there was complex enough to run a game they could expand upon and get crunchier with over the years same with mothership it's just modeling that that format that traveler came out with you got like a player book you've got like a book on building worlds you got a book on ships things like that all the rules you need in those little books is easy to get through i would love to play numenera it's a cool looking game but those books, be having to read through that many books, I don't want to run it. I would rather jump into a game where somebody's already got their, got the the mechanics and stuff figured out. They know what they're doing, and I can learn it from them by playing it. So the more complex, thicker games, I tend to prefer to play in than run, unless I know the system already. <laughs> right. So joining as a player is a lot lower, you know, activation energy or threshold to be versus having to know the system mechanics which you would as a game master or referee yeah like i'll run there's things i'll run because i'm i like the system and i'm familiar with it enough and i'm like yeah i'll run that like year zero engine games from freely i've ran some 
I've, I've become familiar and comfortable with the system. I approach a game with the, the zero engine, your zero engine using that system. It's easy for me to pick up and go with. So there is something to say about the familiarity of the game. Like that's why I tend to grab lots of zines for old school essentials or swords and wizardry or various OSE like, like retro clones because they run with a system that I'm very familiar with and I can use them with what I've already got without having to relearn it. Now, I, I'm going to say something terrible. <laughs> and what is that, Logar? Is this Logar the, li the Librarian or Logar the Barbarian? This is Logar the Librarian. I don't think we really need more systems. There's a lot of them out there, but I love that we're coming out with all these different systems and people have their hacks. So we don't right. need any more. It's hard to keep up with. I might not be able to play them all, but I might be able to steal from them. And if it's only 15, 20 bucks for the game in a zine format, I'm far more likely to pick it up and be like, okay, I can run this as a one shot to try it out and see if I like it enough to run it longer. No, that's true. Because if you're doing a one shot and you got to read 600 pages for a one shot, that that's that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like pulling out a one shot, I'm going to do something that's easy and familiar with. I did the last one shot I ran used Nave. Characters were rolled up quick. We were able to get through it. There wasn't so much investment in character creation that we felt cheated because we only played for a few hours that one night and it was over, you know. Right. And people had fun. And that was the main thing. Yeah. And a lot of the more complex games, like thicker games, bigger games, takes a while to roll up characters. Now, your zero engine, I like it because it is kind of a quick, easy character creation system. But I've played a lot of game systems over the years, and a lot of them aren't. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I would argue any of the uh, Pathfinder, Starfinder ones would take quite a bit of time to roll up a character. So I, I think any 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 of the third edition forward type ones from like uh, fifth edition, fourth. Ed, I don't know as much about fourth edition, but I'm assuming it's similar. Pathfinder third and three point five take longer to run roll up characters. At the same time, I think a lot of people aren't rolling up their characters the same way that we tend to, where we got our dice and a little piece of paper. I right. think what people do with a lot of those is they have apps. So you can just hit a few buttons and it's probably faster to generate a character than what we're doing on the low on the game that we think is fast to roll up a character. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. With the modern generation, they're probably using like uh, pre-gen and like Excel spreadsheets with macros that will auto roll up. Well, there's 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 uh, there's specific apps for rolling up for uh fifth edition um my oh, brother really? uses one yeah my brother uses one on his phone i think that dnd beyond isn't even has something like yeah, that yeah dnd beyond does have it i've not really been on there because i've mostly been playing you know other brands and other games that aren't that and old school edition so i have very little experience on there i think they have a character generator i believe you're right i believe they do i know they have um you know standard characters that you can download as well too and then ones that you can make up i mean you know i use a character generation for barbarians of the ruined earth to make characters for everybody and i'd heard from alice that there was like a character generator for like champions as well too because champions is so crunchy of a system uh the hero system that needing having that type of app would definitely or excel sheet would definitely help in doing all the crunchy math and generating character there yeah i i, I need to, so i never played champions I had a few champion books back in the day. I need to get in and play the hero system and champions and check it out. What is that system like? Is that a percentile base? That's not percentile, is it? Uh, no, it's 
it's not percentile. It's it's, it's like a multi dice system from whatever you call hmm. on it. But you use points. It's a point buy system to buy your whatever hero attributes and that type of and, and superpowers and such. And you just like I'm assuming that it's like GURPS or stuff like that. Like like more powerful the DM or GM wants the game to be. Then you're gonna get more points to buy stuff type thing. Correct. Yeah. So typically you might start off the game with I'm gonna make it up like a 250 point character and that's gonna be pretty 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 powerful okay um to be able to start the game with but uh yeah doing that because you know just like it has in savage words you can have like you know edges whatever it is you can have negatives that you pick up that'll give you mm-hmm. extra points as well too so that's where a lot of the crunchiness comes into the game i think um, I, re- I think i recall doing something similar to that when we were making gurps characters back in the day yeah yeah so i think a lot of the systems out there you have the um what do you want to call it the advantages and disadvantages that you can pick up to get additional points to buy but you know again our point yeah our point haha is <laughs> we do like simpler games to be able to pick up and play just from a time standpoint nowadays now that we're older we don't have as much time to read through thick volumes of books to learn a new system um a lot of times i well i think you and i talked this earlier we're reading through books to steal source material for our main games that we do regularly run that might be an osr or a very simple d100 or d6 stuff of system so you know we're pulling stuff as source material but we may not be using the mechanical aspects of you know other games well, here's my thing as a DM. That's exactly what I'm looking for when I'm looking for games. I'm not looking for a different system necessarily. I've got a lot of games on my shelf that I want to play. Now, a lot of these independent games coming out on HIO, I appreciate them and the fact that they've simplified a lot of stuff. Yep. Like, and I was looking at those like, hey, I might be able to run these things that I've been wanting to run with a simpler version that someone else has come out with. There is that ad, ad like, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Advantage there with some of those. I'm more likely to try to run them. And I have been in recent, the last year or so, found myself pulling out some of these easier, quicker to learn games and running them for our one shots as opposed to some of the more complex games and not just one shots, but you know, smaller campaigns and stuff. We've been pulling these things out. Yeah. I find it useful. It's easier for me to transition into something I'm familiar with. So if I'm buying something that's bigger than like a zine, just like the little 64, 32-page zine, I'm I'm leaning into stuff that's going to work with what I already have. <laughs> so <Yeah. that's- laughs> and it'll be easier for our players to pick up because, you know, most people will have a set of D6 stuff of dice. Yeah. You know, when we start getting into games, I'm going to make it up like with the DCC or MCC where you have some oddball D24s and D30s. That's even, you know less common for folks to have those type of dice <laughs> and it's it's neat playing the game and getting into it but you gotta know what you're getting into because you're not gonna be able to play without all your straight oh well, i guess you can there are ways to approach There's playing ways, it and yeah. making the dice without having to buy the dice that's that we could talk about that i'll take long but but that's not the point here that neither here nor there <laughs> but again uh, you know trying to get to easier games that we can start up either as game masters or as players i think is what has been attractive to some of the zines and other games that we've been trying out well one thing i really like about mothership when we've been playing that is we haven't done a long campaign with it. i've only run one shots with mothership so far but I do like the fact that it seems to be very like campaign focused type game where I could definitely see advancing these characters over time, expanding on them. It's got a bit of crunch because I'm going to be honest, there is a bit of crunch that I do like in my games. These a lot of these games coming out are so rules light that 
I'm probably going to be porting in rolls, crunchier things from the other games. Now, I don't like a lot of crunch in my game, so I'm I'm contradicting myself here. <laughs> right. So I think there's a balance of where I like crunch, an element of crunch that I feel helps the game move forward. And then there's an element of crunch that I feel can make the game come to a halt. Well, if it's too cumbersome and you're spending the whole time just doing math and doing more and more math to build your character or to calculate whatever your attack or damage is, then that's probably slowing the game down well my biggest thing is combat like like so some games will be like okay you get two and a half different actions you can take and you have so many lists of actions and different feats that you've gotten because every book that comes out is now not just for a dm the dungeon master or the warden or the whatever you a game master to have an adventure but it's also giving players extra stuff to add to their characters in each book so that you can more people will buy the book than just the GM. It's a wider audience sure. for it. And I feel that some of that stuff that comes in there, especially during the third edition era, was slowing down the game and making it more difficult to run because you're adding in so many options that everybody's trying to do two or three things per turn when you're going around a table and everybody's looking in a book and we're trying to figure out what the heck's going on as opposed to just playing the game and going forward. Well, so I've sure. noticed that it slows the game. <laughs> it slows the game down because one combat session can take you like two hours, depending on you know yeah. how many people. Like I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna make it up with four players and you know ten enemy troops that you gotta fight. It takes takes you hours in in the five e and or three and a half plus systems. Let's say. Yeah, well, and we went over the cult, the six cultures of play episode too. There is like a style of play that people get into where focusing on that element of the game is the thing that people are into and and what kind of drives the game um that's something i can't talk to the a preference of that play <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't know it well i've played 5e before and yeah combat does take a long time it, if you're into that style of play because it's more video game style i would i would say probably doing special feats and special attacks and such you know that's that's your preference that's fine <laughs> yeah well we play very stripped down combat i feel we tend to do group initiative in our games and we tend to just kind of go around if somebody holds up like last night in game we were playing and one of the one of the players wanted to look up spells it's like okay i'm moving on well, i ain't hold... sitting here waiting for the yeah exactly <laughs> like, exactly like, we'll hold we don't your have action, to go to... yeah and then we'll come back around to you so and not having a specific order that you have to follow when everybody rolls individual initiative, because that, that to me is an element that always slowed down game, rolling individual initiative, because then you'd have to sit there and figure out who goes in what order first, before you right. even can do anything. Well, you know, it, it, it could be like player one and then goblin two and then player four and goblin boss six. And all of a sudden, yeah, it slows things down. But again... For some of the zines and other rules that's coming out on, on itch.io, again, you know, it might be like a one-pager sheet, two-pager sheet. But again, makes it easier for quick play and one-shot games. It may, lend, it may not lend itself to full campaigns. Like you were saying earlier, you may have to port in additional rule sets and additional crunch for longer campaigns. But again, you know, if people are having fun, I think that's, that's the main purpose. Yeah. And what, what I'm going to put in the one of the things that I like about this, the more streamlined games is that I can port stuff in from wherever I want to go. Like with Castles and Crusades, I've been doing that and I've been bringing a lot of BX rules into it. I don't have to stick with 
because it leaves it open enough for me to make my own procedures and to use older procedures and be able to use this game to go in with it. Now, Castles and Crusades isn't nearly as streamlined as something like Nave either. I, I'm not saying that there's a preference I have on one or the other, but I am saying that I like to be able to pull in and port in the rule sets that I want to use that I feel add to the game that I'm trying to run that night and not be just restricted by it. So kind of a weird rant. you have anything else to add to that? No, I, I, I'd be curious with our listeners if they have any recommendations on simplified rule set systems that are out there, you know, either in published zine format or on itch.io or other. Oh, there's, I guarantee you, we'll, we've seen a lot here lately, and we're going to see a lot more in the future of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got a whole folder of stuff that I got off itch.io that you and I can talk about later on offline. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you've been listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them if you, even if you're playing D6 or D20.